White Man <laughs> Overbite came out and oh, everything. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Needed some air guitar. <laughs> if we had more room, I'd start. <laughs> I wasn't even prepared. <laughs> that was loud. That was good. I know. Awesome. Well, this is uh, this is an honor. This is just so cool, mostly because, you know, we've, we've worked together for a long time. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. But um, I'm sitting here with, with uh, Daniel McCormick, a.k.a. Danny. I don't know her <laughs> as Danielle. Um, you've always lived on the other side of town, so we don't get to see each other very often. So when we do, I feel like it's always like a lot of fun and we have fun and we laugh and lots and lots of great uh, laughter. But I mean, always a good time. Yeah. So like where I'm trying to think like we met each other in what, in like 2004? Um, Two? C- do I even say CRT days? CRT. CRT, yeah, it was 2003, 2004. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. You were in you were in real estate, but not uh, as a realtor. You were in title. I was an escrow officer, yeah. yeah. Which I think gives you such an awesome perspective for the business because you know, well, when you know title, you know mortgage. Because in title, you have to review loan docs. You have to um, understand how the mechanisms work, all the different, um, all the different paperwork you know, you get familiar with uh, fee sheets, uh, loan estimates, all those things in nature. So I feel like having a title background, or at least, you know, your genesis has been hugely beneficial. For oh, you. I could not agree more. I, I wish every new agent that, that has never worked in another part of this industry could go and sit at an escrow officer or assistant, but an escrow officer's desk at the end of the month. You won't get a better education than knowing what it's like to have seven loan docs piled on you at 4 p.m. on the last signing day. And everybody needs to sign. And everybody needs to sign. Right. Um, but like you were talking about, I mean, in escrow, you're explaining those mortgages to people. So you're really getting a foundation and an education that is kind of unmatched. You can gain all of that knowledge, of course. You know, I've gained knowledge being becoming licensed and being a realtor, but uh, escrow, I it still has my heart. Oh, yeah, and um, it does. It gives you, I think... Almost every mortgage or real estate person should do that. Like you said, like sit with an escrow officer for a week or do some shadowing because I think it gives you a newfound respect and appreciation for their job. They don't get to go show homes. They don't get to, you know, make some of the commissions and stuff like that. They Mm -hmm. do the really, really difficult work. But I think that's what gives you a competitive edge with what you do now and and a big part of what makes you successful. I mean, there's a lot of things that make you successful, Danny, and, and we work with a ton of real estate agents and there's not a lot of built like you in the terms of oh, just thanks. quality of service, you know, um, really putting your clients first, um, you know, doing the work. Uh, yeah. You know, you can see a lot of folks that get into this business because they think they think it's going to be easy. And you know that's not true. No. And, you know, these reality shows that have portrayed that you get into this and you're selling million, multi-million dollar homes day one, it, it just doesn't work that way it does work that way for some people um but for a vast majority of us it doesn't we have to put in our work and we have to build that rolodex of clients and vendors that you know we trust and they trust us which you know obviously we've been working together for a hot minute so you do have that building trust is huge our business is is built on building trust with our partners with our clients um with our referral partners and um, you have to have that component, and I think it, it's not something that you gain instantly, and I think new people getting in this business, I, I, you know, I'm starting to sound like my age, right? Like I'm like, <laughs> You and I both? Yeah, and it's like, 
you know, there's this era generation that's like instant gratification. And, you know, I, I know you did too. We put our blood, sweat and tears and made a ton of mistakes. Well, and you have to, to learn from them. Mm. You know, it, it doesn't, like I just said, it doesn't come easy. Um, it takes a lot and it takes weathering quite a few storms. I mean, you and I starting to work together when we did and everything we went through, um, the market conditions at that time, the big balloon and the pop. And I even stepped away from escrow and went to a completely different facet of the industry working in REOs and short sales. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I worked with, um, Randy and everyone during that time too. Gotcha. Yeah. You're doing both. Yeah. Which, you know, I think it's a good reminder, uh, what is possible. Um, it's interesting though, cause you know, I think that people want to correlate what happened in the crash, right? 2008 to now. And it's not, it's totally different. Um, you know, I've got a note here that's for us to talk about a crazy file that we worked together and I'm sitting here thinking, I mean, every file to its own degree is a little crazy, but I mean, I don't know that we ever had any kind of wild and crazy file. No, I mean, I think because you and I, I, we're probably different, right? Because we went into this knowing one another from different aspects. Um, and you even handled my personal transactions. So, I mean, I know working with you in, in different capacities. Um, but a crazy, they, go, they can all get a little hairy, you know? Some more than others. Some, I, it would have to probably be some sort of credit change or something towards the end that nobody could have anticipated. Right. That it would have been you know, what you would consider, I guess, a crazy file that we're yeah. like, holy crap, we made it. <laughs> well, and as a realtor, I mean, you are wearing the hat, of obviously the real estate agent, but you're also like the counselor, mm -hmm. uh, the financial advisor. Sometimes you're going to wear the mortgage hat. You wear so many different hats. So you, it's a pretty, pretty uh, lofty task that our real, real estate agents, especially ones like you that, that take on with their clients. Um, I want to, I want to talk to you a little bit about the the current market right the Arizona market we just came off this pretty two, like two year you know Disneyland of real estate high this two yeah. year high yeah and everyone's coming back down right. to reality and it's almost like vacation blues times a hundred that's right it's like you flew in on a Sunday night at seven p.m. and you got to work tomorrow morning exactly at six yeah so talk talk to me about what you're kind of seeing then in the market right now I mean it, it's a different conversation and one that I'm here for um, being that I you know again we keep talking about how long we've been working together in this industry but I like a more neutral market and I I don't want to hear people talk about anything other than a neutralization in, in what we're going through. And it's going in and explaining to sellers again that they have to be comfortable selling at the price that we agree on and that we might not get all of those multiple offers. Now, of course, there's still niche markets in air, specific in Arizona that are you're going to have that because there's no more land to be built in your in your certain areas of They're Arcadia, Biltmore, yeah. all of that. Um, but it is, it's going back a couple of months and analyzing the data and, and making sure that they understand that a buyer is going to dictate what the home is worth, but we might, we probably won't receive the 20 offers in 12 hours like we were, which was overwhelming for sellers too. Right. This is a better market overall for everyone. I agree. And it's still a good time to buy. It's an excellent time to buy. People just need to wrap their head around the fact that they're not going to have a two and a half or two and three quarter percent interest rate, which that was, that isn't sustainable to have for as long as we had it. No. 
the jump is the scary part. The jump from February to May is what I think people are finally starting to to wrap their head around. It's given folks pause. I think that they're like just temporarily like trying to reassess exactly what's going on. You know, in the 20 years plus, 20 plus years I've been doing this, I've never seen rates as low as they were. It was a great little boost. Um, but, you know, rates where they sit now, if you look at historically, they're still unbelievably low. Even though rates doubled, payments didn't, right? Um, so I think I agree with you 100%. I didn't like the last market for a lot of reasons. I like a more balanced market. Yeah. Iron seller both have negotiating power. Um, where there's more, there's more of a... Again, the word I'm using, which is like my big buzzword right now, is neutrality. And when it's more neutral for everyone and it's more of an even playing field, it makes for a better experience. Buyers aren't feeling like they're having to overpay. Sellers' expectations can be reeled back in. And there's leveraging on both ends for the transaction. It makes more balance. I like that neutrality. That's a really, really, really good word. Um, I agree. I think now that the buyers actually have some negotiating power, um, I think what we're seeing at the moment is temporary, and here's why. Um, there's a lot of people that will not give up their home because they're locked in on a low rate, mm-hmm. right? So they may you know, add on, uh, do home improvement. They may convert it to a rental, but we're not going to see this huge influx of inventory open up. I think what we're seeing is just people kind of reassessing and going, wait, is this a good time to buy? You know, obviously the payments went up. Um, and I think once they realize this is the new normal, it's going to be game the, on. Yeah, the floodgates will open again. Mm-hmm. Um, and people need to understand that there's a big um, a big analogy going on on social media. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's about marrying the house but dating the rate. And it is a really easy concept because if you find a home you like, like you really, really like, you want to spend time with it, marry it, you know, don't settle, get the house, but you're always open to being able to refinance that rate when rates come down again. And that's part of back before in escrow. I remember the previous refinance boom, um, when rates came down to four and a half, four, three and a quarter. I remember those rates. I opened and closed, uh, I opened a hundred and closed a hundred in one month refinances. So it, it is kind of hard for me when people get stuck on, on thinking that, this is not a great time to buy. It's you have to rely on people that have weathered these storms before and trust in us. That's why it's a a market. It goes up and it comes down. hundred percent. It's a cycle. Um, you know, when the crash happened, I did have clients and I, I pled with the difference back then was you took away all the components that made a loan, a loan, uh, perform, right? So ability to repay. So, you know, showing proof of income, there was a lot of stated income loans, right. down payment, creditworthiness, all those things that they removed and expected these loans to perform. So if you give anybody with a pulse a loan, you're going to drive up demand. That's a false demand. What we've seen since 2012 is Arizona is um, red hot, right? In the terms of like our universities have brought on great programs. Like each university has an unbelievable um, business program. A lot of major employers are coming to Arizona. Oh yeah. All the tech growth, commercial growth that we've seen throughout the Valley, Um, you know, the East Valley to the West Valley. I actually got a notification via MLS the other day, and I don't know if I've been living under a rock, but Tempe got a new zip code. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was letting me know that I think it's eight, five, eight, eight, five, two, eight, one. It was letting me know would pull an eight, five, 
there's an eight at the end. But I couldn't believe that. Tempe and got a new zip code. Yeah, especially because it's landlocked. Right. So, you know, and I know they're they're going vertical in a lot of uh, the cities. I mean, not, not a whole lot to go out. So they're going to start going up. I can see that yeah. being a big thing. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I love that analogy. You know, you marry the house, not the not the interest rate. Rates have cycles. They usually last every two or three years. We're seeing a cycle right now. Um, rates are high, and let's you know, let's talk about interest rates. Um, you know, the rates need to be high right now because that's the offset of us um, printing money more or less. I mean, it's to combat inflation. We've had um, very little inflation, so much so that the Fed's actually wanted to boost inflation. Right. And they had a lot of policy in place <clears throat> that kept it from happening, like quantitative uh, easing, QE, right? That was a, a thing, a component of the Fed buying mortgage-backed securities, putting them on their balance sheet to keep rates low. Well, they stopped doing that because of inflation. So we need this offset. It needs to happen. Rates need to come up for a while so that we can get the cost of things down. Right. And that way, the, our dollar that we earn as an American can go far, right? right. Um, we've kind of lost that. But- it's temporary. This is a um, temporary component. I haven't seen rates as high since I first got in the business. Um, you know, my heart of hearts, I believe that, you know, a lot of very smart people out there, I don't put myself in that category. I just read a lot. Uh, but the Mortgage Bank Association, you know, is predicting that they're going to see rates come down by the end of the year. Could be in the fours next year. We'll probably see prices flatten out, have a correction. So the combination of those two is going to make it great for our home buyers and our sellers. Yes. Right? It, like, again, the word I love neutrality it really is it, it's doing all of that um where are rates at did you where are rates at today uh you know i think you know some of our our jumbo pricing right now if you're well qualified sits you know at the best you can be in the high fours with maybe a little bit of discount points uh low fives without mm-hmm. um maybe not even pmi um if you're going over 80 percent conventional rates are, are higher you know our, our fixed rates are in the high fives low sixes um, arms are lower. Arms are back, right? Yeah, we, we've actually been talking about the arms. And you kind of changed my perspective on it when we had that conversation. What was it? Maybe two-ish months ago. And I was like, dang it, he's spot on. Oh, why did I ever not leave him? <laughs> spot on with that. Um, shoot, I did have a question that I wanted to ask you. It's gone. Okay, It'll come back. Well, yeah, the arms, you know, they haven't existed for a long time because rates were so low. Why would you go into adjustable rate mortgage um, that's already a low rate with a fixed, right? Mm-hmm. But now that rates are so high, the likelihood of you having that mortgage is very slim for longer than, you know, let's say, because most arms that we're doing are seven years. So that rate is locked in for seven years where it cannot change. And I think there's a lot of um, bad press with arms. Arms um, got a bad rap because of the crash. I was going to say because of <clears throat> the previous crash. My question to you, though, is I know I obviously understand what a discount point is and but some people might not. What is a discount point when we're talking about interest rates? That's a great question. So discount points are prepaid interest. So basically you are prepaying your interest up front at closing to have a lower interest rate for the life of the loan. We um, mostly don't do discount points. Where we do like them is if you get a good return. So if there's a good buy down, meaning that for what you pay in that prepaid interest, you can recoup in a short period of time. I think the industry kind of states like three years. If you can recoup that cost within three years, it's a good buy down. I like it lower. I want to see two years or less, mm-hmm. a year and a half less. A lot of the arms, we can see those recouped in a year. So I'm fairly confident that someone will have that mortgage for at least a year, gives them that lower rate. And then if rates really come down, maybe in two years or three years, they're ahead of the game because they, you know, they've already passed that 12 months. On those arms, are there prepayment penalties? No. 
That's see, that's even better because a lot of times before there were prepayment penalties. So if they went to refinance or pay off that home during that, you know, three year period that it was then or five year period, they would have to pay back what they had on that. So that's good that there's no prepayment penalty. Yeah, those only exist now for investment uh, purchases for non-QM. So like non-traditional um, qualification, like um, the debt servicing. So they take the rents if the rents offset the payment. Mm-hmm. That's that's how they underwrite it. Um, maybe bank statement deals, things like that. So non-traditional mortgage, non-QM. Regular qualified mortgages, none of them have prepayment penalties anymore, which is great. That is amazing. Yeah, it doesn't lock people into a bad loan. No. And that's what they used to do. I mean, what, what used to happen in the mortgage industry is like, it was a wild west. It was, it was <laughs> wild. Yeah. I mean, you put people into a three-year prepayment penalty with a two-year arm. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, that just traps people. Yeah. Um, but, no, I think, um, I think with rates being, I, I agree with you, that just kind of rapid increase is giving people a little bit of pause. That's the new norm in 60 days when people realize, hey, they're not, nothing's really changing. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a big influx of folks getting coming back to the Well, table. yeah, I mean, seeing the appreciation where we did for the last two years, people were complaining about that. You know, everyone knew it wasn't sustainable. And here we are doing some correcting, and everyone's complaining about that. It's There's a lot of haters out there. A lot of haters. You know, I got one today. I'm like, I got a troll That just means you've Facebook. made it. Oh. High five. Right. <laughs> someone, someone trolling me. Um, well, very cool. Um, you know, got a note here that's, uh, you know, I believe this in my heart of heart. I believe in vibrational frequency. I believe that uh, whether you're low vibration, high vibration, that vibration frequency, like, attracts the same vibration. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like, happiness, positivity, um, you know, optimistic, enthusiastic, enthusiasm, those are all high vibration. Low vibration is fear, anxiety, sadness, um, yeah. anger, hatred. Like attracts like. That's right. So I think that that's why that we've, you know, worked together for 20 years is that we have um, that vibrational frequency. But beyond that, we have a lot of respect for each other for what we do, how we do it. We stay in each other, like we stay in each other's lane. We know you're the real estate expert. And when we, you know, refer clients to you, you're going to take great care of those individuals and vice versa. Well, likewise, I mean, you've, you've earned being one of my preferred lenders for a reason. Um, I think, I don't think that there's ever been a time that you've let me down um, or my clients down more importantly. It's why, you know, they come back to you for questions, refinance and all of that as well. I, I do believe, like you said, like attracts like, and I've unfortunately, unfortunately sometimes worked with other lenders, but I mean, the Ross Murray team, Aww. you guys have my heart. Well, the Danny McCormick team, you have our heart too. All right. All right. Well, as usual, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate being here today and doing this with you. This was fun. It's yeah. out of our, it's out of my normal wheelhouse. And our, yeah, and I think it's just a cool thing to sit down with someone that you really respect and like and have a conversation. Um, I want to. I want everybody to know how great you are and, and that they should, if they're looking for a realtor, um, they need to to talk to you because of. Hashtag nest with the best. No. Okay, <laughs> there you go. So that was my next question. How do they get hold of you? What's the best way to get a hold um, of you? I am on social media, so they can find me on Instagram. It's a funny, it's a personal name. It's Diddy, D-I-D-D-E-E-0924. And then I have a Facebook business page, which is solely business, Danielle McCormick, uh, the new Nest group. And then my personal Facebook is Danielle Nicole. I love it. Daniel McCormick, rock star, new Nest Realty. We love you, girl. Thanks for being here. Thank you.